Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Leora Lightwoman, who is back for part two of her interview with me. I know that tantric side of your work is going to be very interesting to a lot of my listeners. I have a lot of people that say to me, you know, I don't think I could ever be intimate with anyone ever again. I've lost my confidence. It's been so long or I've only been with one person or one person for such a long time. I just don't really want to go there. And that, again, holds them back from ever putting themselves out there. I always say, well, (laughs) are you attracted to the Amazon delivery guy or the postman? And they go, no. I go, well, then you've got to do something about this. We've got to get you back out there because they're the only people that are going to knock on your front door. So, you know, it's about empowering people to, to have the confidence. But, you know, sometimes it's so deep-rooted in that sort of the intimacy side, which, you know, understandably can hold a lot of fear if you, if you haven't been there for a while or you're worried about it being someone new. So what tips or maybe advice would you have to sort of help dial down some of those fears, really? I think this is so important. And um, just one thing to say, just to relate it back, Um, before I go on to something else about what you've just said, is that it's been shown that arousal is a product of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and restore nervous system. And if you think about it, it makes sense because in, in the animal kingdom, they're only going to mate if basic survival is taken care of. Because it's quite a dangerous situation to be just, you know, lovey-dovey and mating, basically. So arousal is actually a product of a relaxed nervous system. So again, someone who's on constantly high alert is unlikely to be feeling arousal. And we get this is this was surprising to me when I first heard it. I always thought arousal had to do with charge, but it actually has to do with a more organic sense of well-being and of longing for connection that comes when there's sufficient safety. Mm. A lot of people will be feeling that there's so much stress scale, maybe with the divorce or the, you know, the pain of what they're going through or the fear of the future, that maybe that does shut down that arousal side of things that they just think, oh, I'm just not even going to go there. It's not even something I'm, I'm concerned about. Yes, so that can definitely be the case. And I think that the single most helpful exercise and theme in relation to all of this that I work with constantly is around boundaries. So, um, you know, what happens in an abusive situation is a boundary has been shattered um, non-consensually. But if we also come back to scenarios which are not abusive, but, you know, were not good and where, where there was a disrespect Often those situations are an escalation of an original place where where one or usually both partners didn't know how to say no safely and to stay in connection. So you hear a lot, you know, and, and I've worked a lot with couples where, you know, somebody distances or, you know, distracts themselves by a device or 
does whatever they do that avoids something, mm. intimacy in some respect. And, you know, usually that's again because those people don't know how to do it in connection. And so there's an exercise that I teach people, which I call um, yes to me, yes to you, and no to that. And it's <laughs> from what we've been doing. So maybe we could try that together. Yes, let's try that. Lovely. So then with the yes to me, you're going to be placing your hand on your body. It might be the heart center, which is in the, the chest, or it might be lower down the solar plexus. It might be, you know, the upper belly, somewhere where you feel like this is me in this moment. So when you put your hand, they go, yes, this is me. So I'm just for the purposes of this going to put my hand on my solar plexus. Okay. I've got my hand on my heart. Lovely. Fantastic. That's nice. So your hands on your heart, mine's on my solar plexus. And so just as we were practicing earlier, it's as if this hand is, is saying, it's like that support we all long for. You know, part of creating safety is having backup, is having someone who's advocating for us. And this hand is like that. It's like, yes, yes. You know, and this itself is, you know, a huge theme that comes up after heartbreak because often people go into circular thoughts about you know what did I do wrong what's wrong with me yes I call them hamster wheel questions they take you round and round in circles but you never get anywhere with them right I like that yes yes indeed and often I don't know if you've had this experience Sarah but often you know with deeper exploration we discover that the problem wasn't us at all you know, it was just something we didn't want that was never right for us in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Most of the time. So often people to keep the peace or to keep the relationship or to avoid something that they think might ensue, they say yes to something, however small, that doesn't feel right and doesn't feel authentic. And that erodes a sense of confidence in this is me. And in fact, you know, people often feel that actually, again, something's wrong with me. If something's wrong between us, if something's wrong in the outside, it must be me. Mm. And, you know, I'm a great advocate for taking responsibility. So usually in a dynamic, it's a bit of both of us. But that doesn't make me the problem. That means that my behavior perhaps needs to step up a bit or I need it. Oh, I just didn't have the awareness or realize what I was doing. So, but anyway, in this moment, this, this hand is saying yes to me. It's yes to who I am. It's yes to my authentic gut and intuitive and wise and heartfelt knowings about who I am and what I want. So it's a yes to me. I like yes to me. I love that. Yes to me. <laughs> yeah. good. I'm sure a lot of my listeners haven't said yes to me for a long time too. Exactly. And it's that, that quality of celebration. You know, we always like to go out for a drink or to do this or to the part of that spirit is it's celebration. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Go for it. Yeah, this is yes to me. And then as I'm with you now on the screen, and I know some people will be simply listening to the audio, so maybe they can imagine this. I'm seeing you on screen and you're presumably seeing me on screen. And there's this sense with the eyes of saying yes to you. So I'm here and you're here. And I'm, I have a yes to that. I'm delighted you're here. I'm delighted to be with you. I'm delighted you're here too. I'm <laughs> delighted you. to be here too. <laughs> Thank you. And for the listeners, you know, who, who might be on their own, you can just imagine yourself 
to be with your partner, your ex-partner, if they're safe enough, if they're not, definitely not your ex-partner, just a friend, a relative, a child, someone with whom you found it difficult to stay in connection, but also say no to something. So someone you want to be in connection with, someone you want to be in relationship. So that's the yes to you. It's like, I'm enjoying being with you. I want to develop a connection. Yes to me and yes to you. We're both here and I'm here. And then the no to that is, is a gesture like this. So you're putting your hand up. I'm putting my hand up in front of me in a pause gesture. So it's, it's in front of me. And it's like a stop, exactly. So just like you would do if, if you were a traffic warden and you were asking the traffic to stop. It's that same sign. And often people interpret this as, you know, back off, go away, piss off, you know. Yeah, I was going to say back off. That's my back off. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have to be like that. Often the no's that we tend to express are quite extreme because behind each no, there's been a series of smaller no's that haven't been acknowledged or expressed. So this can be a very gentle no. This can be, you know. Tonight, I, I know you've made this wonderful cake, but I, I'm just completely full. I, I won't have it now. I'll have it tomorrow. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you, but I won't have it right now. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, Get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Very gentle, though. Yes. Is that acknowledgement of them, but you're all saying not right now, maybe another time? Totally. And in sex, it can be the same. You know, I'd love to cuddle, I'd love to kiss, I'd love to get close to you, but I don't want to have sex right now. I think a lot of listeners will be thinking yeah, but that feels a bit selfish and then that could trigger an argument or I'm going to hurt their feelings yes and this is an enormous topic because you know this is a way also and I, I find this more with women we tend to take care of our partners in a way that may not be appropriate to an adult sexual woman with an adult sexual woman or man whoever the partner is What we're doing is we're not saying no to them. And that's where the yes to you comes in so importantly. And if you notice the voicing about the cake, you know, I'm I'm totally yes. (laughs) I'm just no to the cake. And, you know, most people understand that. But when they say, right now, my body's just not ready. Right now, I've had a stressful day. I'm just not in the mood. 
I would love a cuddle. I love you. I find you very attractive. But right now, it's not for me. You know, often people really get it. Often they yeah. really initially might be a surprise if it's never happened before. But if you can reinstate, yeah, and yeah. this, can we do that? I think it's about having the confidence as well, isn't it? And I think a lot of my listeners will be thinking, yeah, okay. And, and I like the yes for me. I think that's very empowering. Is this applicable when you're starting to date? You know, just to be thinking about, well, actually, I'm going to, I'm maybe going to give it a go, have some fun. Does this work with that? Saying totally, yes? it totally does. Because I did some internet dating and it was quite an education for me. And, you know, I met a variety of people. And, you know, what surprised me in my very naive world that I came from was how quickly some of the men that I was dating wanted to kiss me. Like they didn't know who I was. They'd barely met and they wanted to kiss me. And that to me just didn't work. Not that they weren't attractive or I might not at some point want to kiss them, but I didn't want to kiss them there and then uh, because I didn't know them. Who was I going to be kissing anyway? And so it was a real opportunity for me to practice. Sometimes, you know, that the lips were like coming towards me before I realized this was happening. And I had to go, mm, you know, sort of slightly dodge out the way and say, oh, uh, you know, that was fast. So thank you. You must find me attractive. I find you attractive. <laughs> I don't want to be kissing right now. And it comes to dance for something to happen because I know what would happen for me. I don't know about you or, or the listeners, but if I went ahead with the kiss, there's a part of me that would be in my head and would be elsewhere and would be kind of debating. If I didn't kiss, then I'm there. And then we've got a chance to find out what we do want to do together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's about having your boundaries, I think, isn't it? And knowing what you want and it's okay to exercise what you want and your boundaries and, and not have them moved by somebody else's intentions. Exactly, exactly. And to honour their intentions, but to, but to stay true to oneself. And yeah. that gives the body a sense of safety. Gabor Mate has written an excellent book about health and, and illness, which is about, it's called When the Body Says No. And it's about when we repeatedly overstep our no, it, the body shows it up. And so, you know, that's an extreme case. We can roll that back, you know, to simple tension. If there's something we do, however small, but we don't really want to in intimacy, the body holds because the body didn't want to do it. Mm. But if we say, you know, yes to me, yes to you and no to that, generally we're speaking, what happens is the body relaxes and then we're in a much better place. Oh, it's so cool. I love this stuff. It's really fascinating. I've talked to you for a very, very long time about all these different things. But thank you. I know that my listeners would have found this super, super useful. Where can people go, Leora, to find out more about you and your work? So my website is called diamondlighttantra.com. I'm just uh, building a new one. It's, it's very simple. And on that website, they'll see information about the couple work and the one-to-one -one work that I do, which is the the majority of what I'm doing at the moment. And that work can be built into a bespoke program if people would like that to learn certain things. I've got one face-to-face uh, -face workshop that's coming up in October uh, that's nearly full. And I think we're a couple of places left on that. That's going to happen just north of London. And that's a chance to really explore very fine boundaries and this sense of energy movement through the body. And I've also almost completed, but it's already ready to purchase an online course, which you'll see mentioned on the website, 
which is for healthcare practitioners as well as individuals and couples to learn um, Tantra in a consistent way that explains these principles from somatic experiencing and, and the body and how they can incorporate that into their lives. That's a very comprehensive course. Wow, that sounds amazing. Please, listeners, go and check out what Leora is doing there. So I've got one final question, Leora, and that is my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness um, because I think it's really important to identify what happiness is for you so you can recognize it and enjoy it along the way. So what is happiness for you? That's a beautiful question. And actually, that ties into, you know, the whole thing we've been talking about, because when we tap into happiness, well-being, we're tapping into a resourceful state. And that allows us to move beyond. So I think, you know, one thing I've learned through the work I've been doing and through the yoga and the meditation is that, you know, when I attribute happiness to the other or a thing, you know, I'm vulnerable and that can be very beautiful because I love someone and I, you know, I want them in my life. I'm vulnerable. But to me, it's a state of well-being. It's a state of flow. It's a state of connectedness where I can continue to relate and offer and express myself in life. It also relates to the word that I mentioned in Tantra called expansion. Generally, when we feel more expanded, we feel bigger than the physical body. And we feel a sense of well-being, even if there are all sorts of different emotions going on. One of my teachers, Margot Anand, talks about being ecstatic in your sadness, ecstatic in your anger, meaning, because ecstasy means to go beyond oneself. And you can be ecstatic in your joy, ecstatic in your love. And so, you know, one of the meditations that, that I teach is about a shaking and a vibrating one. Maybe that's something for another time. It's on, it's on my e-course, where you start to feel yourself beyond the physical body. And that's just a blissful, just to take the word happiness, blissful state where we or I start to feel myself as something more. And uh, that's something very much I aspire to. And I want to, would love to invite the, the listeners to consider happiness as being more of who we really are. I love that happiness is being more of who we really are. What a wonderful, wonderful way to end the episode. Thank you ever so much. I know my listeners will have got so much from that. And I really appreciate you joining us and being such a fabulous guest today. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been such a pleasure. And thanks for guiding this conversation in such a beautiful way. Um, I've totally enjoyed it. And thank you to the listeners. Yeah, thank you for listening. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to diamondlighttantra.com to find out more about Laura and her work. And I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.